and we're live and welcome to another episode of leverage radio today i have sean loyal uh, here with me so for those of you who don't know uh, sean is one of my training partners and our training partners at warriors co he is a blue belt under ashwin hoon the asian open uh, champion uh, the sjjif bangalore gi and no gi Uh, champion at under 62 kilos the sjj i have bangalore open absolute gi and no gi bronze as well uh in 2018 shawn also got the adcc india silver at under 66 kilos and this year i believe shawn got uh, to bronze at again adcc india and is looking to compete at this year's leverage fight night That's a long as welcome, Sean. How are you doing, bro? Thanks, man. Uh, I'm good, dude. Uh, doing good. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. I mean, it's uh, day six hundred and twenty. I don't know, whatever of lockdown. <laughs> How's yeah. life been for you, man? Uh, it's good, dude. Just you know, doing a lot of strength and conditioning, lifting whatever little weights I can. Um, Just you know, same old lockdown, chilling, lot of Netflix, lot of Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, you have to find something to occupy the time because even if you're training, like strength and conditioning or running or yoga, we can only do it for so many hours in the day. Normally, we have to run around a lot, so you know that takes up some time. But I don't know. This is a weird time for everybody who trains jujitsu. Yeah. So what what's uh what do you do uh on a normal day like what's a schedule like what time do you wake up um, how do you go about your day Um so like during quarantine right mm-hmm. Of course during quarantine So yeah so I mean uh again so like I wake up usually whenever I do wake up which is sometime I I mean I guess a little bit before 12 Mm-hmm. And you know, get up, get a little bite to eat, relax for a bit. You know, let my body wake up. And I do some body weight exercises, some calisthenics. Um, just do that for a bit. Uh, watch a lot of jujitsu, a lot of tape, a lot of matches on YouTube. Learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know, again, eat small, maybe nap, then relax. Then maybe if I'm feeling alright, another workout or something. It's hard to keep the motivation up, though. I I would think, um, but having a goal in mind would surely help with that, right? Oh, for sure, dude. Like, yeah, again, it's hard to keep motivation up, but then you know you have like these small goals you want to achieve. So you know those kind of keep you going for the moment. Um, did you catch the fights this morning? Oh uh, no, I did not actually. Oh so, damn, man. Um. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't recall right now. Um, it was uh, the the main event was Walt Harris and uh, Alistair Overeem, and Overeem head kicked him and then fucked the guy up. But there were some good fights. Yeah. At least like there's some normalcy coming back to TV. Yeah, like even yeah, yesterday I was on Instagram and then I realized. I mean, I didn't realize. And like you know, a lot of friends posted about how football is coming back. And there was like a Bundesliga game happening yesterday. Yeah, so did I you just, end up? Yeah, you know, slowly. 
It was Dortmund. Sorry? I don't know who Dortmund was playing, but they were playing in an empty stadium, man. It's so bizarre. Yeah, dude, and like, yeah, football being like you know the most viewed sport in the world, if I'm not mistaken. And just watching, I saw a couple of highlights, and then you know they scored, or Dortmund scored, and it was just <laughs> quiet. Like you could actually just hear the players screaming. That was can, bizarre. It's it's like playing a, a training game where you know you can hear the players call. You know, for the ball, for this, for that, Manon, all those little things that you miss uh, yeah. when you're either watching with a bunch of people or on TV. Only that is audible. Yeah. Even in fights, you you hear guys getting cracked um, way unlike you would when there's a whole crowd there. Yeah. And um, it's good. I mean, at least some normalcy in sport will resume. So hopefully that will trickle down towards gymnasiums and stuff like that as well. Yeah, dude. People are hungry to train, man. Yeah, man. People just want to get back to like the normal lives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, but like I don't know if you saw Tom DeBlas's post, um, where he he basically is like, if you think it's okay for people to be working at grocery stores and everyone else to not be working, then what you're saying is uh, you value oh, yeah. your life more than you value theirs and. Uh, there's, some, yeah. there, there's some some truth to that, I guess, uh, in terms of sentiment. But uh, it's so hard, man. You can't like you can't tell anyone you should think like this or you should think like that. Yeah, dude, for sure. Like again, yeah, I, I remember seeing that post that you're talking about, but I think I saw someone else re-upload it, and then yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. And you you just got back from college, yeah, a few months back. Yeah, so. You know, actually, this weekend was supposed to be like my graduation weekend. Like, oh, I was supposed shit. to have like my ceremony, yeah, my ceremony and stuff. But obviously, that didn't happen. So, like, we, I came back, I guess, around a month and a half, maybe two months ago, and we had like our courses being resumed via like Zoom. But then, you know, no one gave a fuck about that. We just like didn't care. So technically, I graduated two months ago. So your thing is done now. You are a college graduate. Uh, I mean, <laughs> essentially yes, but like I have like three, four backlogs I need to clear, which I should clear like maybe in December or next year. But otherwise, yeah, I'm done with any classes and all that. And uh, what were you studying there? Oh, so I was studying. I have a major in psychology and a minor in history. Oh, dope, dude. That's uh, pretty slick. And what are your backlogs <laughs> for the world <laughs> so to know? I have. Man, I'm never showing this podcast my mom now. <laughs> um, so I have one backlog in a spike paper. I have a backlog in my internship report and my dissertation. Oh, so heavy stuff, huh? <laughs> Psych. Psychology yeah. is the main subject and that's what you have a backlog in. Okay. Yeah, 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 I got one backlog for that. <laughs> and um, so this was, where where were you? You were in Pune, right? Simbi, no? Yeah, yeah, I was in Simbi, Pune. Simbas is cool, Philippe Nice. And uh, how, how was that experience? Because I had a few friends back in the day who went to Simbi as well. And most people just like, they love it, man. It's a college town. Uh, good vibe. How was your experience? 
oh dude like it was great man like it's everything you think college is going to be but you know what i mean like it just meet so many new people you have so much more independence because you know you're going away from your from your house and your parents and all that you just have so much freedom mm-hmm. and yeah you have to study but it it was great it was a great experience um a bit annoyed came such an abrupt end but it was great man play lot of football still logic to do not really attend classes but yeah. it was good that that's exactly the college experience that most people have so <laughs> um but what's the training like in pune man um so with i mean with regards to what like jiu jitsu or just mma or just generally like, like um let's go over the whole thing um how did you find anybody to train with who did you train with what is their level like what are, what do people like doing there like i'll give you an example rajasthan there was zero jiu jitsu before we got there um sure. you know what i mean like you have to intri- like we had to literally introduce people to jiu jitsu and mma but people didn't know about boxing karate and kickboxing so i'm just like trying to gauge uh, what was it like in pune oh uh, so Yeah, you know when I went to Pune, I definitely did miss a lot of jujitsu, and I really wanted to train. So I initially tried to look for places to train, but there weren't any like you know legit jujitsu places. But then I found like this one place, uh, which is about like half an hour away from where I stayed. So I went there to give it, like a check out. But they only had like jujitsu once a week, and it wasn't really. It was more like jujitsu for MMA. not like you know essentially just bjj yeah so i don't know i wasn't really too keen on following into that but i met a friend over there his name is karan chauhan and hey, he was aware of you know yeah i'm referring and he was really he was aware and he knew like stuff about what is going on us from back home and then i just kept in touch with him and we just started training every day then at my place we both some mats and we just started training that's dope man that's uh, something that sohail and i used to do um i don't yeah. know if you remember sohail i've done a couple of times yeah so he's the guy who got me into warriors cove and jiu jitsu and stuff and he and i also bought mats and we would train on his roof um yeah there's a something about like just spending that that time on the mats where you just there and you have to figure shit out it kind of helps you understand things in a different way that sometimes you can't in the academy maybe yeah i get you were, that you were like, teaching sorry you were teaching karan over there yeah i mean i was yeah i was teaching a lot of stuff that he did not really know of, but he was also a good dude like he was decent enough to you know have like a good round with if you know what i mean like you yeah. know it's not really me me just letting him do what he wants so that you know i can it was like i wasn't it was a decent round i'd say that so i wasn't really teaching him i was more like training with him but then he wasn't really aware of a lot of stuff so yeah i would show him a lot of stuff you know give him a lot of knowledge that i learned from ashwin and what are you planning to work on as soon as the gym opens up like in your uh, jiu jitsu game yeah yeah Um, so obviously, we're gonna work on a lot of leg locks and guard passing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are my main concerns right now. Just improve my leg lock game, legs so much more. 
and just brush up on my Godfather skills. Nice. And uh, wh- why did you start training, bro? Like everyone has a different sort of story about why they started. When did you start, and yeah. why did you start? Um. So I started in like 2016. I remember I came to the academy. I think mid. Like so, I was leaving for college. I left for college in 2016. I left, I think, in June. So three months before that, I joined and I took like a three-month membership at the academy, and I just came and I just kept training. And then I left for college and I kept coming back for the holidays. But why I started training, I don't know. Like you know, I've been always that kind of athletic kid who's always into sports and stuff. And then I just uh, a lot of my friends used to come to Waterscope, and I guess you know, I just want to give it a try. See what it's all about. Um, I guess that's the reason why. Like, who who got you into it? Like, who was coming to train at the pool? Uh, I so there's this again. He was a very close uh, friend of mine, but I don't know if you know him, Gabriel Mitra. Yeah, yeah, Hardy's kid. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think his dad on the tattoo studio or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does funky monkey. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, which malls are in? City Center, right? I don't remember which one it's in now, but I do know that uh, Gabriel's dad uh, runs Funky Monkey and Gabriel, uh, he also only trained for a little while as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there for too long, uh, I remember correctly. But yeah, I mean, he told me about it and then I was like, oh, cool. And then uh, I don't remember Arnab Khan. Of course. Yeah, so he also was, you know, used to talk a lot about jiu-jitsu and a lot about martial arts. So I was like, you know, fuck it, let's give it a try, let's see what's about. And I just came and I started attending like two sessions a day, the morning and evening session, and just carried on ever since. But obviously, like, my training took a break when I left in Pune. I had to make do with what I could in Pune. But that's how I started, essentially. So I was looking at some of our old photographs and stuff like that, just... Hold on one second. There's this namaz is going on behind me. I don't know if you can hear it in the audio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> it's fine. So, we're a multicultural program. Uh, <laughs> multi-faith. <laughs> so, I was looking at a photo, bro, uh, of 2019. Um, I think maybe Jan or Feb or something like that. And uh, we're all standing there in our geese. And you have one stripe on your white belt. And there's a whole bunch of guys who have three stripes, you know, four stripes, whatever, whatever. Um, at least two, three guys with three stripes on their belts. And today, those guys are still with those three stripes on their belt. Whereas you have got your blue belt and you're actively competing. Um, I guess, long story short, what changed? What happened? Where, where did this Sean come from? Uh, I think I know which picture you're talking about. Like, I uh, I know exactly which picture you're talking about. Like, I'm there with my scruffy beard and my hair. And I'm and just holding on my belt. You're in the corner. Like, mauling stuff. Yeah, I'm in the corner. I just got mauled because like, <laughs> I barely trained as a gi. And I'm yeah. just trying to stand straight. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, what was the question? Like, what changed? Yes. Yeah, so, how did you... Like... What changed? How did you gear up your training? What was your motivation? Like, what got you to being one of the top guys in the gym, man? 
So, I mean, I definitely took like a lot of beatings in the gear at first and like I didn't really like that, but you know, it was part of the process. I mean, so I was like, fuck that, I'm just going to, you know, train like every day for hours on end, you know, not skip a day and just show up. And then, you know, I did that and then the beating got less and less, but they still happen, you know, here and there. But I just, you know, I was just very persistent on just showing up and just fucking people up, you know. And if there's uh, something that you could tell 2016 Sean, like when you started training from today, 2020 Sean, what would you tell yourself? Oh, shit, that's, a, that's a great question, dude. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> um, as in Central, it's going to sound, I'd probably tell uh, Sean from 2016 to, uh, I don't know, Probably drop out of college. Oh, or not shit. for college. That's bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, okay. Well, more realistically, I'd probably like tell him, you know, just probably stop playing football for a bit and just focus more on jiu-jitsu while you're in Pune, because I feel like more time jiu-jitsu while I was in Pune could probably help improve me a lot more. I, I think that, that that's fair enough. Uh, I would pretty much do the same thing. Tell myself get get into this. Uh, earlier and commit to it a little quicker, you know. For sure, definitely. And I mean, yeah, because like I don't have. I mean, you know, jiu-jitsu, I only knew I wanted to do it like full time and just commit my life to it, like probably about two years ago. But I didn't really have that, you know, mindset when I was uh, in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I probably, you know, try to cultivate it a bit more if I could talk to 2016 Sean. Yeah, well, no time like the present, and uh, you you've gone all in now. Huh? So now you're going to be a full-time coach and competitor. For sure. And you started teaching as well, I believe, the beginners classes at the gym. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Aman and I we alternate between teaching like the beginner classes and stuff. And how are you finding that experience of teaching jujitsu? Um. It's great, dude. Like, I mean, you really need a lot of patience to really, like, you know, break down a technique and teach people. I need to have even more patience to deal with some of the questions that people ask. And I feel like it's a learning experience for me because, you know, I definitely want to be a good teacher. So it's just something, you know, I'm learning right now. And I definitely want to take it up further in the future. Like, uh, in, in the future, how you want to start your own gym or you want to teach at the academy like what have you thought for yourself uh hopefully both you know open up uh, my own academy and teach a warrior school i feel that would be ideal yeah that's sick man some lofty goals um but about this leverage card now uh that you'll be competing on so the reason for this podcast, the reason for doing all of it is um, we're putting on this fight night. You're one of the showcase guys. Um, you've seen the lineup. What do you think of your competition? Do have some tough competition there, man. Like, I don't know a few of the guys, but I'm aware from, of most of them. And those are some really good guys, too. Like, I've, I've seen most of them compete at ADCC. Mm-hmm. And like I know the kind of level they're gonna bring to the tournament, and it's pretty good, man. So it's a tough competition there. 
How how was uh, this year's ADCC for you? It was all right. I mean, I got bronze in minus sixty six uh, pro category. That was all right. I mean, whatever, it's bronze. It's all right. Nobody really cares. But it was good to you know finally compete uh, with leg locks. I mean, with heel hooks, as a matter of fact. And it was just good to have compete against guys with some really good jujitsu. I'm also not happy with the result, but it was a good tournament. It was a good experience. It was good to see some of the other guys compete also. You competed against uh, one of your teammates uh, at this year's tournament at ADCC, uh, Arnav, who yeah. is also competing yeah. at Leverage. Um, yeah. So, what do you think happened in that match? Uh, talk us through it in your own words. Uh, so that was a tough fight, dude. Arnold's a great competitor. Uh, he won by points, I think 3-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up taking my back and I ended up getting a sweep, but obviously the back has more points and he won. So, like, yeah, no, not ready to say it, but it was great to compete against him. I've competed against him before, so, um, but he just outdid me then. Has the result always been like this, where he's had the upper hand, or it goes back and forth between you guys? So I know the first time we competed, like was one of our in uh, in house academy tournaments. Yeah, yeah one leverage of those. Tournaments, yeah. yeah, and I think it was in twenty seventeen we competed. Uh, that was like my first jujitsu match, like in a tournament ever. Yeah, and that went pretty back and forth, but then he caught me in a straight ankle. And yeah, I mean, I lost that match. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so last time in ADCC, I competed against him. That was for the second time. But uh, what about in the gym? Uh, I would imagine, as far as I can tell, like, see what happens in the gym also is everyone rolls with everybody. Um, yeah. But you don't necessarily ha- can watch everybody roll, right? So yeah. I know how you and I go. I know how uh, Arnav and mine goes. I know how or you would know how yours and Arnav's goes. So I'm just asking, like, uh, how, how does it, how does this fare in the gym? Uh, we both have our moments, but I, he usually gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, we both have our moments, yeah. Yeah, okay. I like, I like your honesty, Sean. I do appreciate it because a lot of guys, uh, they won't be so honest about things like this. So that's pretty neat. I mean, like, you can't have an ego about these yeah. things. He's For sure, dude, like, yeah, man, he's my teammate, dude, at the end of the day. Yeah, and, yeah. like, regardless of anything, I can't really lie. I mean, I don't <laughs> need to lie. Because he, if he does get the upper hand, he gets the upper hand. It's not, like, a bad thing. Because, you know, just give me more motivation, more people to train. Yeah, and yeah. if he's the better competitor right now, I feel like there's no shame in admitting it. That's good, man. That's big of you. And what, but uh, generally, competition, um, does that phase you? What knowing? Uh, sorry, no, no, no. Uh, just just going into competition. Um, do you get the jitters? Does it phase you uh, beforehand? Uh, oh, like competing? Does that feel like do yeah. I get like peak competition jitters? Yeah. Um, for sure. Like you know, there there is obviously like a certain amount of anxiety or a certain amount of nerves that you get. But I like to believe I have a good control of those nerves because you know I can't really let those get let that anxiety win because otherwise then I'm not really 
be able to perform at my 100% on my level best. So, I mean, I do feel them, but to like a healthy extent where I know that, okay, I need to be careful because I'm going to be competing against someone who doesn't know who I am. I don't know who they, who they are. I need to be careful because they can bring anything to the table, but so can I. So, you know, anything can happen in this match. So, just try to stay calm and to listen to whoever's in your corner. Yeah. For sure, dude. Trust me, training 100%. Because, you know, Ashwin is the best coach, you know, I've ever had. And I feel like that goes for a lot of us in the academy. And whatever he shows us during training is, you know, is shit that works. And knowing that he's in your corner, man, that really, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence in your training and your competition. So how do you uh, mentally prep before comps? Um, I do like a decent amount of visualization. Like I visualize how the tournament's going to go. I see scenarios, you know, like, okay, if I isolate this leg, I have like a plan A, plan B. If I isolate the arm, if I pass the guard, I know exactly, you know, where to go from there. Like, you know, sort of systems to work from. So I, I visualize those scenarios again and again in my head, put on some earphones, listen some music, and I just have those thoughts and repeat. But I'm also aware that, you know, it's a match, anything can really happen. So I'm aware and I need to improvise if I need to. And uh, during the comp, like, how, how do you stay calm? Do you listen to music? Do you just sit by yourself? Do you chill out, take in the whole thing and coach your teammates? What do you do? A bit of everything, you know, like definitely listen to a lot of music. Uh, if my teammate is competing, you know, I try, I put my match aside and try to focus on their match, see what they're doing. Um, just, uh, yeah, taking like, like I said, like a bit of everything. So your family, um, have you spoken to them about this, that, you know, this is my future path now? Uh, how do they feel about it? Um... Supportive, I don't know. No, that's good. Like, like what was that like, conversation like? Have you had I that mean, conversation? <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really like a conversation. I, I mean, I just told my mom and dad, like, hey man, Jiu Jitsu is like what I'm gonna right. do, I'm gonna work hard towards it, and you know, that's it. Done. Wasn't really much of a conversation. Neat. Um, because, I mean, it's not a usual profession. It's not something that uh, you'd recommend everybody to venture towards. So what do you think somebody, yeah. somebody needs to have uh, before they can take this sort of leap and be like, yeah, this is what I want to do? Um, so if you're, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're taking like jujitsu as a career path, you definitely need to be smart about it, right? You can't just like, oh, I'm going to do jujitsu and then, you know, just train probably like twice a week or something like you need to obviously be consistent in your training and then if you have further goals to pursue it you need to definitely speak what i believe to your coaches and stuff and see how they did it you know and how they're doing now how are they like you know i guess making a decent amount of money or whatnot or what route did they take so that they could pursue jujitsu full time so i guess you have to be smart about it you need to have I guess the right contacts, talk to the right people, and just do a lot of research also. And um, currently, you are uh, or, or are 
you in training camp? Are you where's your mind at? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely in training camp. I'm definitely preparing for leverage. Uh, that's some of my things. Like, I will just focus on that completely. I don't really have anything else going on in my head. And uh, I do you do any yoga uh, or anything like that to supplement your training? Yeah, for sure. So I started doing yoga for BJ like a couple of weeks ago, and I still do that alternate days. I try to get as much stretching in as I can because you know that shit helps. For sure, man. Getting pulled apart by monsters like yeah. Ashwin, uh, you definitely need your flexibility on you. Yeah, man. Like I'm only 22, and I'm my body starts to hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I need like yeah, I need to supplement my jujitsu with some good stretching, healthy stretching. And um, to supplement your jujitsu, are you planning to go train or compete abroad? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, some short-term goals of mine also are to compete in some world championships and just win some gold medals. And I did have a trip to the States planned sometime around this time, but obviously that didn't work out. But as soon as this is done and it's safe to, you know, travel, I definitely want to go abroad and get some good training in. Where are you planning to go? And obviously compete. Sorry? Where in the States are you planning to go? So I definitely want to go to Mike's gym. And then, you know, train with some of those guys over there because, again, He's a friend and I feel like, you know, the welcoming environment considering he's come to our academy. So I definitely want to train over there uh, and then compete at some local tournaments and take uh, take my next step from there, see where I can go and, you know, if it's affordable, if I can manage staying somewhere else, uh, you know, I'll take it from there. Nice. Um, I don't think you are particularly interested in going down the pro MMA route or have you thought of that as well in the future? I mean, there, I mean, it's definitely a thought, but I haven't really given it too much importance. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the current focus is on jujitsu. Let's get yeah. this done. Yeah. Become a world champion and stuff like that. Both Gi and Nogi, I assume. Why try so hard to do one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, man. Um, or Bata. Kya chal How's Call of Duty? Nothing, dude. Dude, it's so much fun, man. I how can't believe guys, I didn't play it before. How do you guys not have, uh, like, get. I, I get, like, PTSD dreams. I'm holding a gun and I'm running around and I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> man, I can't do this. That's why I stopped playing with you. Yeah. I heard them the last, last podcast, I think. Yeah, it happens, man. I don't know how, why is it happening to me? Doesn't it happen to you guys? Uh, No, dude. Like, I played Call of Duty a lot, like, before this whole one. I never really had those kind of dreams. And... So I really can't say much, but it's just like a lot of fun playing otherwise because there's just so much strategy involved. And sometimes I just like to throw strategy out the window and just fuck around with my teammates. Yeah, I just end up dying and I'm like, this is, this is sad. Uh, I've spent two <laughs> hours here constantly uh, running around, hiding dying. in the building and getting shot. Uh, 
So, yeah, man, that's the worst, dude. So like, I'm I don't I'm not like the kind of player I am. I don't really like to you know hide and camp and just you know strategize my way to winning the game. I just want to go balls in, just running, shooting people, shooting opponents, you know, storming houses. But that's not how you win. And then Ashwin gives me a lot of shit for that. Like you can't do that. And I'm like, man, let me do me. Yeah, that's why I prefer team death matches. You can just keep dying and spawning and dying and spawning. Like it's it's uh, no big deal. Yeah, people are in love with fucking Call of Duty, man. Uh, I can't. I think I've had my fill of it over this uh, lockdown. Like I don't think I'll be going back to that anytime soon. We only played like once, though. You and me. I think we only played like once. I mean, so basically, when the lockdown started, I was playing a lot. Um, before you got on there, and uh, I mean it was fine, but I just found that uh, it made me, like I said, anxious. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fucking run around shooting people. Uh, <laughs> it's not fun for me. So I decided to give that up. What I am uh, playing is like Hitman. So again, I'm a bald guy oh, yeah. around shooting people, but like stealthy, <laughs> stealthily. So just <laughs> skulking around, taking somebody's clothes, shooting them up, and uh, yeah, I played Hitman game I think a couple of years ago on the Xbox 360. Yeah, it's uh, pretty boring. Hitman Absolution or something. It's really boring. Yeah, it's like, boring. It's so yeah. fucking boring. Uh, but it's low pace, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anxiety provoking. No, not really. But as soon as uh, somebody, uh, like, so in Hitman, basically, like, you're skulking around trying to come, like, assassinate somebody. And uh, one of their guards or somebody might see you. And then your cover is blown and then the whole thing fucking pops off. Uh, yeah, then it gets really fast-paced. Yeah, then it just springs up, like, so... Yeah. You kind of you kind of get that. Kicks in. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's in it's in short bursts, so I guess it's manageable. Uh, but yeah. uh, in Call of Duty, bro, you just get in and there's chaos. Like you jump out of a plane and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the learning curve yeah. is so steep that if you are not very good, it's unlikely you yeah. can get good to play uh, it. You know. Yeah, I remember the first couple of games I started playing, I just got mauled. Like, these, I used to be like this only survivor from the team sometimes. And then I'm hiding in a house. Then just like these three or four people just come storming the house. And like, I'm panicking. I'm trying to run away. But then it's fine. Yeah, kill me. Yeah, see that. That feeling. <laughs> just panicking. That's happening to me all the time in this game. So I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I've dropped it for now. Um, what else, man? Any anything else you want to talk about? Anything uh, happening in your life? Uh, anything you want to share? Uh, no, dude. I mean, nothing really, dude. No, that's about it. Just looking <laughs> forward to this lockdown to finish and then get back to routine. Yeah. Um, hope it happens soon, man. I think we're looking at another maybe a few weeks before things go back to normal. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Sean, thanks for joining me today. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk no to you. It's been a while. Cheers, buddy. Thanks so much. Cheers, bro. No worries, man. See you. Bye.